Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Someone say, speak God's language. God's language is faith. Somebody say faith. It is. Scripture says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Many times we as believers, I'm speaking for myself, I might be speaking for you, we can believe for our own salvation and forgiveness of sins, but sometimes it stops there. Sometimes it stops there. We go, well, I can believe for that, but I have a hard time believing for healing or finances or whatever else, and that's just life. We have areas of weakness. We have areas that our faith needs to be made stronger in those areas. So speaking God's language is faith, positivity, love, kindness, walking in his word and obedience. So someone say it again. Say, speak God's language. All right. So let's go to Matthew 19, 26. Matthew 19, 26. Jesus looked at them intently and he said, humanly speaking, it is impossible. But with God, everything is impossible. Everything is is impossible. I need to hear this as much as you do this morning. Those in the house, those on the live stream, different forms of media where this goes out, SoundCloud, I need to hear this just as much as you. We all need a reminder. With God, everything, everything, everything is impossible. I know we all have areas where we struggle with doubt, but Jesus took care of it. Jesus took care of it with the finished work of the cross, and you can believe. He's called you to believe. Scripture says he even gave us the measure of faith. After that, it's our job with his help to develop that faith. So Matthew 19, 26, one more. But with God, everything is possible. Let's go to 1 Peter 3.10. Look at this, talking about speaking God's language. If you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, keep your tongue from what? Speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. You want to avoid evil, just speak faith. You can't speak faith in evil. I mean, you really can't. You're, people try to mix that up, and that's weird. You're believing God for some weird thing that's not scriptural. No. Keep yourself speaking faith and goodness. Let everything that's good come out of your mouth. Fight negativity. How many of you struggle naturally with being a little bit negative, just a little bit? Raise your hand today. Just a little bit negative. You say, well, the glass is half empty. It's not half full. You struggle with that a little bit. That's all right. That's all right. You're going to learn this morning on how to keep your faith even through the rough times. All right? So you say, speak God's language. When? When? Well, at all times, but especially these times. Okay, let's go to James 1-2. James 1-2. Look at this. Dear brothers and sisters, this is a great time to speak God's language, isn't it? When troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. How on earth? How on earth? Maybe you're grieving right now. Maybe you're going through something. Maybe it's been crazy at work. Maybe it's been chaos at work. Maybe you've battled with your finances or medical issues. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Let's keep going there. Through verse 4. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance or your patience has a chance to grow. So let it grow for when your endurance or your, your, your patience is fully developed, you will be perfect. That word perfect means mature. We translate it as perfect there. You will be mature and complete, needing nothing. 
Can you imagine being in that place with God? So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Let's go to the previous verse, if you don't mind, the verse right before that. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. Is your faith tested through the tough times? It's real basic to say, well, you guys know how it is. You've heard of a fair-weather friend, someone who's there through the good times when you're making money, when you're handing out $100 bills, and when life is good, and Scripture says everyone is a friend of him who gives gifts. And gifts open, door for peop- open doors for people. But what about those friends that are there when times are tough? Well, in the same way, what about faith when times are tough? Would you put that up there? This is when you really need to speak God's language, and that's the tough times. Some of you are in a tough time, or you just finished a tough time, or you're headed for a tough time. You say, man, it's just started. I believe those three things happen in life all the time. You're either in a tough time or just finishing one or you're just starting a new season of trial. You say, man, I don't want to fight anymore. I'm tired of fighting. You know what pastor used to say? My pastor and dad used to say, well, if you don't want to have a hard time or you don't want to go through tough times, we're going to pray that God take you to heaven because that's where it's all perfect. There's no more hard times up there. But Jesus said on this earth you'd have trouble. There's going to be trouble. There has to be. We live in a fallen world. For heaven's sake, the world and the world system, the cosmos, the Greek says, the world's fallen system under the prince of the power of the air, under Satan, has declared (laughs) June Pride Month, same month as Father's Day. And they use a rainbow with six colors instead of seven. That's interesting, huh? Six colors. Hmm. A rainbow that God designated as the symbol of his promise and his covenant with mankind and even the animals on earth that he would never bring judgment through a flood again. And they mock God by using those same rainbows and putting them on flags. You know, it's a little modified rainbow. And I'm telling you right now, even doing that in disobedience has created tough times for many because now many are intimidated. Maybe you've been intimidated before. You don't want to speak out anymore. Say, man, if I say anything, they'll demonize me. Uh, you've got to speak God's language even through these strange and tough times. These are strange and tough times when they glorify transsexualism and homosexuality and pedophilia and all these other things that they glorify. And it's nothing new. But let me say this. Do you know tough times are nothing, they're nothing new? Remember a guy years ago? His, do you guys remember the recession of 2008? I remember this guy, he said, man, man, this is tough. He was talking to his dad, and his dad said, oh, man, son, tough times come and go. We're not worried about it. He wasn't even really a man of faith. He said, oh, times are challenging, but we're just going to plot on through. We're going to move on through because tough times always come and go. There was a guy years ago, I forget the guy's name. He, he had the Crystal Cathedral. What was that guy's name? Robert Schuler. He had a book called Tough times never last, but tough people do. Tough times never last, but tough people do. You've got to decide in the midst of tough times, and this is going to cover a lot of the message really, but I wanted to break it up so we could delineate and see differences because even in our minds we say, that's not exactly the same thing as this. I wanted to break this down and have one of the points as tough times because that happens to everybody. And my points today happen to everybody because we live on planet Earth. 
You had 12 disciples that walked the earth with Jesus for three and a half years. And did they go through tough times? He said, no, they were hanging out with Jesus. Everything was perfect. No, they were rejected. They were talked about. They were scoffed at. And then they lost their master. But he rose again, praise God. But they watched their master whipped and punished and tortured and hung up on a cross. Their hearts were so troubled. They were so, so broken. They went through tough times. And let me tell you this morning, just because you're a, you're a believer, many of you know this, does not mean you will not go through tough times. This is for somebody this morning. Your tough times will not last. Pastor Jen hinted at that. I always feel like she sneaks in and looks at my, my sermon notes, but there's, I keep them in my truck. She never goes through my backpack. I'd leave them at the church here on sun, uh, Saturday evening, usually, usually. I feel like God always speaks to her before I get up here. And I've got to remind you that tough times are not going to last in your life. They may start again, maybe a different kind of battle. But how many of you know we've been called to the battle? We've been called to the battle. And some of you, I know, you've come in here weary, not just from the heat. Not just from the heat. I'm telling you, man, squirrels, I feel like squirrels are wearing little, little mittens outside to walk across the street. It's so hot. Somebody said, an old guy, old timer, he used to say the same thing every time he came in the bank. He said, the hens are laying hard-boiled eggs, it's so hot. But some of you dragged in here, not just exhausted from the heat and the weather and the dust and the dryness, but you walked in here because you've been going through a tough time. You said, man, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. But I love this right here. Let's do, let's do James 1.3 again, if you don't mind. James 1.3. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance, your patience has a chance to grow. So let it grow. And I know, I'll speak from personal experience. When you go through a trial, you don't want to rejoice in the trial, do you? Praise God, I'm going through it again. Man, my faith is about to grow. This is great. I've been looking forward to this. No. Most humans avoid pain. If you got any sense, right? Little kids, they'll reach up and try to touch the comal or the skillet. It's hot. You say, no, 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 hot. It only takes once. They burn their fingers. They go, I never want to do that again because it's painful. Tough times are painful. But here's what God says in his word. He says, I am with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. He said, I am with you until the end of the age. And then he says over and over and over again in scripture, fear not, fear not, fear not. Fear not. You know what? I, I'm going to encourage you with this. I'm going to challenge you with something. Embrace the points that I'm, I'm, I'm making this morning. Embrace tough times. Embrace the tough times. Embrace the tough times. Say, how on earth? You embrace it by saying, you know what? It's here. Praise God. We're going to get through it. We've got to get through it. I can't just ignore it. I can't just, hey, come on, there's a lot of this going on now. I can't just smoke a joint and drink some whiskey to forget about it. That doesn't take away your problems. And for those that say, well, it's legal now. Well, there's lots of, prostitution is legal in, in Nevada. That doesn't make it good or right. You can't make your tough times go away. I remember we were going through a battle a few years back. Pastor Jen has testified about this, and she was studying about it and, and studying about the wilderness and all these things when you're going through tough times. She had a battle in her body. 
And we talked about this and discussed how people in tough times, they go out and do crazy stuff just to try to forget about the tough times. Sometimes they'll go out and buy a brand new car. That would stress me out. That payment's waiting for you in 30 to 45 days. And you're still in the tough times, maybe. Embrace the tough times by praising God and being grateful and knowing that your faith is being tested. But know this, it will not last forever. It will not last forever. Sorrow may last for the night, but joy comes in the morning, Scripture says. Let's go to Proverbs 13, 12. Look at this one. Some of you can really relate to this. Hope deferred. You're putting off something good or putting off your hopes. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. Mm. Let's put that word up there, our second point today. This can be part of your tough times, but I wanted to delineate once again and separate. Did you know many times we got to speak God's language through disappointment? Some of you have been disappointed lately. I know that. I don't have to be a prophet to tell you that. I probably don't have to be a man of God to tell you that. I'm a man of God, and I preach his word. I'm a messenger of God's word. But many of you have been disappointed in life. All of you have been disappointed. And if it hasn't happened yet, it will. If you're too young, you say, I don't don't really remember any disappointment. Oh, it's coming. Disappointment comes to us all. And it hits some of us harder than others. And people respond differently to disappointment. We need to respond to disappointment by speaking God's language. And what is that? Speaking faith, speaking positive things. Scripture says death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Are you going to speak death or life when you're going through disappointment? We have a relative who years ago, I don't know the whole situation, so I'm not going to misquote it, but I know it was, uh, she was a young woman at the time. It's years ago. It's probably 50 years ago. I don't know what happened. She got her heart broken by her boyfriend. I don't know if they were engaged or what, or if they'd put off their marriage. I think they eventually got married, and it wasn't a great thing either. But during that season of disappointment, she went into her room and locked herself in there for about a year. She'd come out to use the restroom and eat a little bit, barely ate, wouldn't comb her hair. She was so disappointed that she almost let that disappointment destroy her. She never spoke God's language through that situation. I don't know what got her out of it. I can't give you a big victorious success story. I don't know if they finally got married or what, but she finally came out of the room. But that disappointment brought her to her knees. And I mean, I don't know that bringing her to her knees in prayer, but it brought her to her knees emotionally and almost destroyed her with a depression that came with a disappointment. Let me just open up my heart to you guys this morning. My wife and I are in our 40s. I'm I'm a good amount older than my wife. And we've wanted children for years. And I cannot express fully, and especially for my wife as a woman, I I believe it's different, I believe it's stronger, I can't express to you fully the disappointment in not being able to have children thus far. We've not given up hope. We still believe. But I'm telling you right now, hope deferred makes the heart sick. I am a man, and I've cried over it. Say, did you lay down and just want to die? No. I I said, you know what? we got to keep believing. we got to keep talking faith. we got to keep looking forward to exciting things and to life. You know what helps a disappointment? Looking forward to the next good thing. 
looking forward to the next good thing. I think I've learned a lot of that from, from my wife and my dad, my, my brother even. I say, well, what, what's on the horizon then? This brought us down. This hurt. This was disappointing. It was unexpected. But what else is in the future now? What does God have in the future? Did you know there are great things on the horizon for you if you'll seek God? No matter what the world brings, no matter what hell itself brings, no matter what the enemy brings, no matter what mistakes and decisions other people make that affect your lives, God's plan and promise is to give you hope and an expected end. Hope and good things and a good day and a good weeks and good months. See, does that mean we're not going to battle anymore? No, it doesn't mean that. But it means you're going to go through disappointment and you'll be stronger for the next battle after you've come through tough times and disappointment. You say, hmm. I'm going to stand up and be strong. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to pray. I'm going to go to church. Here you are today. How many of you have dealt with strong disappointment within the last year? Raise your hand. I'm going to go ahead and put my hand up. Here you are being a human, right? But aren't you glad that you have Jesus? Aren't you glad that you have hope in the midst of disappointment? You have hope in the midst of disappointment. And let me just say this, God is not in the business of failing his children. God is not going to fail you. You may not be able to see all everything because we can't have a vision of the whole future. We just don't. Even God, when he reveals parts of his plan, it's always just parts. You look ahead and go, man, I, I can't see it all. Or sometimes, sometimes when you're disappointed, you can't, you've heard this saying, you can't see the forest for the trees. You ever walked into a dark forest of the woods and you go, man, I can't see the bigger picture because all I see is what's in front of me. I've been there many times. Say, man, it's hard to look for tomorrow. It's hard to look for the next day because I'm stuck right now disappointed. But I have good news for you. Somebody say good news. The gospel is good news and there's always hope. I preached to you a message of hope today. When you speak God's language, you don't have to be stuck there in the same place disappointed let's go to psalm 42 11 psalm 42 11 he asks this same question the same phrase it's like a little paragraph and the psalmist asked this question multiple times in psalm 42 and 43 he says why am i discouraged can tough times and disappointment lead lead to discouragement oh yeah Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. That is the best thing you can possibly do when you've been through tough times and disappointed. Or your heart has been broken. You ever had a broken heart? Ever had a broken heart? Usually, usually, broken hearts come from something that involves a relationship, whether it's the loss of a loved one or the loss. Man, some of you say, man, I lost a pet and I was heartbroken. We've experienced that. But I've lost loved ones, man. That is, there, there's nothing like that. You're just so heartbroken. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? Is this normal? Yes, but it's temporary. I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. I'm going to count to three, and I want everyone in this house to read this because it's on the screens. And I believe it's going to help you. We're going to read it a couple times. One, two, three. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? 
I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. Let's read it again. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. Come on, one more. One more. One, two, three. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. Let's give the Lord a clap offering right in the midst of this. Come on and praise him. You say, man, I don't feel like doing that. That's a perfect time to praise him again. I will praise him yet again. What? You're struggling. Yep. You will be a light and an example. You will be even a stumbling block to the world when they see you praising him through tough times. We only did stuff because we felt like it. Man, we wouldn't get much done, would we? I've had to deal with that. I know you've had to deal with that. Say, I don't feel like it. I know. But we can't hide from it forever. You have seasons of that? You say, man, I've run. Can I just tell you something? Running and hiding is very dissatisfying. It is not satisfying. We've all done it. We've all drawn into our shell at some point. Maybe you were in mourning. Maybe you were whatever, disappointed, been through the tough times. Maybe you're going through something in your body. Humans tend to do that, even the most outgoing of us. You go, man, you know what? I'm going to just hide. I'm going to climb into this little doghouse and hide out. You can't stay there. Even through the heartbreak, break, you can't stay there. Let's go to Psalm 147.3. Here's the good news. And you can speak this through your trial when you are heartbroken. He heals the brokenhearted. And bandages their wounds. Psalm 147.3, let me say it again. He heals the brokenhearted and bandages their wounds. Look at my third point this morning. you got to speak God's language through and during and while you're suffering from heartbreak. Heartbreak ties into disappointment and tough times, but you've all had your heart broken. Maybe dad left, maybe, maybe mom left, maybe... You lost someone. You lost a relationship. Can you get your heart broken over a job? Yeah, I think so, especially when it ties into the relationships. You go, man, I was not expecting this to happen. You know how much, and I brought this up lately because it's, it's, it's nearing my mom's birthday. She passed away Memorial Day weekend of 2018. It was a hot, hot weekend, much like right now. But we knew, we could see it coming a mile away, that if God did not heal my mom, she was going to go to heaven, and we knew it. Especially that, those final months. And let me just tell you right now, we were close family. We were all, all very close with mom, all of us. Dad, John, Elaine, me. But that was a heartbreak I don't think like anything else I've ever experienced. Is losing my mom. Some of you know about it. Some of you have lost someone close, and I'm speaking to your heart this morning through the heartbreak. You say, man, I just feel like it's been a death of a relationship. They haven't even died and gone to heaven or anything, but our relationship died. That can be just as heartbreaking. I feel like when my mom got ill, our relationship kind of changed. We stayed close, but there was so much grief and heartbreak in that because I knew we were moving on to the next season, and it was just different. 
Those last five years of her life, she loved me. We were close. We talked. I loved her so dearly. But things changed because she was going through illness. And it was a heartbreaking situation. And then to lose her, I remember thinking, wow, God, I'm so glad she's in heaven. Oh, my goodness. But like David said in Psalm, why is my heart so sad? Why is my heart so sad? I can't even imagine Dad. He was strong, but he grieved. Married to Mom 43 years. Heartbreak. Whether it's tough times or disappointment or heartbreak, never stop speaking what God says about you and about the situation. Never. And can I encourage you this morning in something? Ah, this is for somebody. I don't know if it's somebody in here or somebody on the live stream. Don't let yourself go physically either. When you've gotten your heart broken, oh man, let me just, because heartbreak, it, it affects us differently. I'm one of those odd people that if I get hit really hard with something, I lose weight. Other people gain weight. Some people, man, they eat to their heart's content or the, to their heart's discontent. And me, it's like I lose my appetite. Strange. And naturally, I have a good appetite. I'm so active. But I've had my heart broken before, and I, man, I didn't want to eat. Some of you, your heart has been broken. You said, man, you know what? I'm not going to go for walks anymore. I, don't, I just don't. It's not worth it. Child of God, life is worth it. You are worth it. You are the called of God. You're anointed. You're appointed. You're protected. You're blessed. He's given you wisdom to get through this situation. Don't let heartbreak ruin you. Those of you who have been through heartbreak, you can testify and say, you know what? I'm here. I'm still here. You say, man, I feel like I left part of me back in that heartbreak. You don't have to lose that either. God can rebuild you. God can put you back together again. He's in the business of renovating and restoring. Man, you say, you'll never understand this hurt. I may not, but I do understand heartbreak. And I do know what it, what it, likes to, what it is like to hurt. Shh, I know what it is like to hurt. And I know you do too. So don't forget that. Now let me, let me finish up with my fourth point. I have a fourth point. Let's go to Proverbs 3.25 and 26. Proverbs 3.25 and 26. You need not be afraid of sudden disaster or the destruction that comes upon the wicked. For the Lord is your security. He's your protector. He holds you in place. He will keep your foot from being caught in a trap. Wow. Isn't that powerful? Let's go to Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. All of these are perilous times. All of these are troubled times. So we will not fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. My fourth point today is tragedy. We've visited tough times and disappointment and heartbreak. But tragedy, that ties into what I just talked to you about my mom. We've all lost someone or something. Situations have changed. And the, the, tough, things, <clears throat> the tough thing about tragedy sometimes is it's sudden. In the case of my mom, it was God's grace. We knew what was coming. We were able to prepare our hearts. It still hurt. It was still heartbreaking and disappointing. It was a tough time. But tragedy affects and visits us all. Sometimes it's sudden. Did you guys ever hear about that? It was about a year ago. I think it was about a year ago 
where I think the, just about the entire golf team from USW, they were on Telephone Pole Road between here and Midland, and they were hit by a driver who was, I don't know if they were on drugs because there were some gossip involved in the story, but the bus caught on fire and killed them all. I don't know if one or two survived. Can you imagine a tragedy like that? So sudden. But you don't need to fear that. But when you go through tragedy, now everybody goes through tragedy. Some are more sudden than others. Some are less sudden, like the situation with my mom. That was a gradual thing. It was very tragic. God can prepare you for that. He is with you. Let's read Psalm 46.1 again. What does that say? God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. In times of trouble, quote this. Quote the verses I've given you this morning. Say, man, he is my refuge and strength. He's ready to help in times of trouble. One translation says, a very present help in time of need. Very present. God is a right now God. Very present. Mm, That's good news. Someone say, that is good news. I know all of your lives have been touched by tragedy. And we will still see tragedy in our life. We just have to prepare for it. But you don't need to fear it. That's just part of life. It's part of growing up. It's part of aging. It's part of being in this world. You can thank Adam and Eve or whoever. Life is full of tragedy. But does tragedy change who God is? Does tragedy make God's word untrue? Does tragedy nullify or void or cancel out your faith? Oh, no, it better not. And it should not. You keep speaking what God says about you and your situation. Say, I'm I'm more than a conqueror through him who loved me. My God shall supply all my needs. I will think pure thoughts. I'll think good thoughts. Whatsoever things are good and pure and true and worthy and just, I'll think on those things. The God of peace will give me perfect peace. You've got to speak all these good things over yourself. Say, the God of hope will give me confident hope. Say, all things work together for good to those that love God and are called according to His purpose. Just remember, when you go through tough times and disappointment and heartbreak and tragedy, God is using it all for your benefit and to build character in you. You say, I don't understand why He let this happen. You know what? Life happens. It doesn't mean God is not good. People make choices. We live in a fallen world. For heaven's sake, our food and our crops aren't what they used to be. Some of you, maybe my age or a little older, you remember food used to be healthier, right? It was. Man, back in the day, you could live on a tortilla and some beans. But food is not as healthy as it was. Just look at the ingredients. You look at documentaries and all this stuff, and you go, man, life has changed. There's all this junk. Are they trying to poison us? Life, once again, has its tragedies. That is something that it, it's, just, it's just throughout history since Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Life has tragedy, but you need to learn to hold on to God through the toughest of times. Don't even, don't even toy with the thought of, I'm going to give up my faith or I'm going to give up over this. Don't you stay there, people of God. Someone repeat this with me. Say, I will not stay there. Raise your hand and say, I commit to never stay there. Say, God is with me, God is for me, and he lives inside of me. Say, his word is true, and I believe it. I will not give up hope. Say this, I will not give up the race. I will not give up my place. I will never give up on God or his word because he has stayed true, 
and perfect and just. He is the righteous judge. And I am his. I believe. Thank you. Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes this morning, if you would, please. Thanks for making a good confession with me. Oh, God, we know you're faithful. Through the things that life offers, we know you're faithful. You are never changing, oh, most holy God. You are never changing. Now, here's a challenge, though. You say, man, all that's great, Pastor Matt. I received it. All that's encouraging. Some of that woke me up. Some of that touched my heart. Praise God, may I be a messenger of God's truth always. And what he's saying and thinking about you and what he's written about you in his word. But there may be someone in this, in this place at the sound of my voice that says, Pastor Matt, all that's great, but I've never accepted Jesus as my Savior. I've never made him the Lord of my life. If that is you this morning, please raise your hand. I'm going to pray with you. We're going to pray with you as a family. If you say, I have never confessed Jesus as my Lord and Savior. If that's you, raise your hand today and we're going to pray. Is that you today? And if not... All right, God bless you. I saw a hand go up. I did, yeah? All right, thank you for your courage. Let's all agree in Jesus' name. I'm going to pray for this young man over here, but for anyone else on the live stream as well. Agree with me in prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, please forgive me. Cleanse me of my sin. I cannot save myself, so I call upon the name of Jesus. I declare... I confess and I believe that Jesus is Lord. Jesus, come to live within me by your Holy Spirit. I need you now more than ever. You're my Lord and you're my Savior. And say, I believe that you died and rose again for me. Thank you for saving me and forgiving me and taking away my sin. In Jesus' name, amen. Just for a moment, I want everyone to stand up. If there's anybody in this house who simply says, and I'm not going to have you call it out, I'm not going to get into your business this morning, maybe in another season or another situation, I'd say, what are we agreeing with you about? But I believe God is big, big enough. He already knows your need. If there's anyone in this house who needs a miracle in any way, please raise that hand without shame. Raise that hand today. I need a miracle too. I'm raising my hand. Say, is it financial? Is it in relationships? Is it in your emotions? Is it in your body? Is it in something else that you're dealing with a tough situation? Let's agree right now for that situation in your life. God is the God of miracles. All right? We're going to speak God's language this morning over it. Let's agree. Father, I thank you for your people and their faith. Thank you for those who raised their hands so they'd be counted today. We need a miracle, and we call on you for it. Whether it's bodily, Lord, heal them. Whether it's in finances, we will continue to give tithe and offering, but you're bringing the financial miracle now, and a breakthrough is happening now. Whether it's in relationships, emotions, whatever it is, you're turning it around. And it may seem daunting, but you're bigger than all of that. We will do, like the psalmist said, we will magnify the Lord over our situation. You're bigger and you're greater. You're more amazing. You stand over everything in the universe, and this situation will pass, and this situation will be another answered prayer and a miracle, God. We believe and we unite our faith today. Let it be done. Let it be so.
In Jesus' name. Somebody said? Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a clap offering this morning. <laughs>